Ladies, why is it so hard to make friends? I mean, I just want someone to share a bottle of wine with me and binge watch a show and maybe not notice the pile of laundry and kitchen full of dirty dishes. Someone who you can just be with. So when did making friends become so difficult? Today, we're gonna get real about what's stopping us from getting into community when we need it most and why it's worth fighting for. My name is Gabby Garcia, and our lovely host here is Jen Jennings. Hi, ladies, and welcome to Whatever is True Sisterhood podcast. This is a place for women to get honest with each other and most importantly, with ourselves. We'll show up every week with our masks off and our crowns on to create a safe place for you to do the same. Thank you so much for joining us for part two of our sisterhood conversation. Last week, I mentioned that I sort of always had this revolving door of friends throughout my life, and they never lasted for, you know, various reasons, but there was no real depth or connection. I wonder if you might feel the same. Maybe you struggle with making friends too. Today, we're taking a closer look at our particular sisterhood that we started about a couple of years ago, and we're going to hear from two of our sisters and their experiences. Welcome, Melissa Adame and Alyssa Cummings, two amazing up-and-coming leaders in their own areas. Hello. Hi. I think both of you um, were in the starting point group that I led in our church from the very beginning. I, I think that's probably where we all kind of met up and it was a great book video series from Andy Stanley at North Point and we were vibing. And so when the curriculum ended, we decided to continue it. And this magic just started happening. We're all, all of us connected. We prayed for one another. We hung out with one another and we just couldn't really get enough of each other. We loved one another. Um, uh, I think we are loving one another really well. And so that doesn't, or hasn't happened to me like ever which is kind of crazy, but, um, I'm, I'm experiencing that now. And so I'm enjoying watching our group sort of grow and develop mm -hmm. and, and more ladies are coming in and experiencing that type of culture too. And so a couple of questions that I had, Alyssa, what made you join the group? What were your thoughts as you initially joined the group? And, you know, did you expect anything walking in? Well, I joined the group because Jen, you asked me to help lead the group with you. Um, and I think at first, like, I wasn't really sure what to expect, but um, I kind of went in thinking like, well, I'm probably going to be one of the younger ones in the group. And I'm not sure how I'm going to be able to connect to the other women? Like, am I going to have anything in common? How am I going to connect with them? And especially since you asked me to help lead it, um, I kind of believed this lie, like, well, what, how am I supposed to lead them if I'm younger than them? Right. Um, mm -hmm. how, what can I offer them? I feel like I should be learning from them. Huh. Um, so I didn't really know what to expect walking into it. Um, but I think I was, I was kind of nervous. Like I, yeah. I wasn't sure what I was going to get out of it and what I was going to be able to offer mm -hmm. to the group. Nice. And Melissa, what, how did you yeah, feel so, about it all? For me, it was just, um, I had, you know, God was just putting it in my heart that, you know, I had been part of the church for mm -hmm. quite some time. Um, but I was just kind of coming in and out. Um, I had done some volunteer work. I had um, volunteered at Kid City and then, you know, obviously in some community events and all that. But I was in and out of the church and I was still missing that connection. Mm -hmm. So God just put it in my heart to join one of the circles. And as we all know, it was during 2020 when I started. So mm -hmm. there was a, a lot of loneliness and it was a really tough oh, year right. for me yeah. as well. So joining the group, you know, I just took that step. God said, just take it. And I did. Mm -hmm. And he knew what he was doing. Cause here I am. And I mean, it's been quite a ride. Yeah. And, um, what I expected from it, I wasn't sure. I just knew I was longing for a connection that I haven't had in a long time. And I think I found it. Cool. Yeah. That's we're, awesome. we're so grateful for the both of you for coming into this group. You, you guys have both become pretty vital yeah. part of our sisterhood and have been great examples um, and have brought other women in. So, mm -hmm. so that's been really awesome. I think what's really cool about how we've designed it um, is that we're kind of rotating leaders too. Yeah. So we're sharing the burden which is, which is like unheard of. Cause usually you just have one person leading it the whole time. Right. Mm -hmm. And the pressure's on for that one leader. Yeah. But, um, w this is a true sisterhood to me because we're also sharing the leadership Absolutely. of it. Right. And so I'm enjoying, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying watching everybody grow in myself yeah. being educated and learning from others in that. And so it's really cool. And I think it's done something for the group dynamic, right? Like every series that we go through, you have a different leader, a completely mm -hmm. different take on the content, a different leadership style. Um, and what's been really cool is to see the kind of women that are coming in for each season. It's mm -hmm. like the, it's perfectly timed. Mm -hmm. yeah. The right person at the right time, the right group forms. 
Um, but what's beautiful is like by the end of the year, we've got an entire crew of women that maybe don't even know each other yet. Mm-hmm. And then we have a gathering or something and you just see the magic happen. So, yeah. so I'm wondering, um, because for me, like I said, in the past, um, I've had this revolving door of friends um, and I've not really had something that stuck or was lasting or connection and a depth, like I said earlier. So I'm wondering for like you, Alyssa, what was your past experiences of sisterhood? Were, were there any, you know, mm-hmm. what was your experiences? I mean, it's kind of been similar to that. I feel like um, I've had a lot of more so surface level friendships, surface level sisterhoods, but not a lot of like deep connection, not a lot of long lasting friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe the only other time in my life that I've had like a pretty good solid sisterhood was, um, playing softball, especially in college. Mm. Um, and I think a lot of that is because like, it's, I mean, college athletics are like no joke, like it's Mm -hmm. difficult. It's tough. Mm -hmm. Um, so kind of going through that pain and that struggle together kind of brought us closer and, you know, we would hang out all the time. We kind of lived together and going through something together, realizing that you have something in common, Um, I think just kind of helped bring us closer together. And I feel like that's kind of what we have, you know, we realize that we have these things in common um, and that almost kind of brings us closer together. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I think it's funny that you brought up the pain and struggle and that that's Mm -hmm. what united you guys, right? Because sometimes we think of friendships and we're like, I want something to have fun with. Yeah. Um, But when you think about your most true friendships, it's it's the one that you argued with and Mm -hmm. you were able to recover and heal and have a stronger bond for it or Mm -hmm. someone that was there through one of the worst times in your life. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, I I think the important part of our sisterhood is we've made room for that. And we're Mm -hmm. starting to see that where folks are feeling comfortable enough to talk about the not so great parts Mm -hmm. about life and then realizing, Oh, you too. Mm -hmm. Well, how'd you get through it? Or can we do this together? And Mm -hmm. man, that's been probably the most beautiful part, I think. Yeah. Do you mind if I, Expand yeah, a go little ahead. Bit. yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so Melissa. my experience is a little bit different mm-hmm. in that I feel like I've had the best friends since mm-hmm. I was five. Like we've grown mm-hmm. up together. I still talk to them all the time. We're in group texts and all that. So I feel like I've had the experience of sisterhood. Mm-hmm. Um, love them. And then I have other groups of, of women that I've been friends with for 20 plus years. Um, so I've had that. But I think what was unique about this was that when God was pushing me towards this, her having me take the next steps is that I needed a sisterhood in Christ. Mm, I needed a sisterhood with people and not that my friends from back home aren't this, but Mm -hmm. I needed people that were, that were going to support me in this journey now. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And at a level where it wasn't surface level where I was just reading the Bible or reading books that I could really deep dive into some questions or scripture or stories or lessons Mm -hmm. that were applicable to my life. Um, and I found that here. So mm-hmm. it was like a, a new type of sisterhood mm-hmm. that I was really missing. Yeah. And that's been the beauty of it is that through this family that we've created, I'm able to be vulnerable, but I've learned so much. So it's definitely a, a, a reboot uh, on my journey with Christ, but it's, it's, a, it's a different type of sisterhood, mm-hmm. but one that I'm extremely grateful for. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love that you called that out, the, the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's, it's important to have both, right? Like yeah, you need definitely. your childhood friends. You, you know, you love your girlfriends from college, the people you played a sport with. They have a unique mm-hmm. space in your life. Um, but like you said, mm-hmm. just, um, and like we said in the first episode, you're talking about like having friends that pray for you mm-hmm. where the response is prayer or the response is truth in our scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, or even the response of accountability mm-hmm. where it's not just good advice, but they're holding you accountable to the standard you said you wanted, which is a hard one, right? We say we yeah. follow Jesus and that's a tough example to follow, but I think we are starting to see it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, definitely. And I think the other, uh, another great benefit of that is that I can take what I'm learning here in our mm-hmm. group and I can then pass that on to my other girlfriends, Beautiful. Mm-hmm. you know, that I can apply it to them or say, Hey, you know what, have you ever, you know, you're going through this. There's a, a beautiful scripture that we just covered, or I suggest a book to them mm-hmm. that maybe we've read. And so the chain, the chain of reactions happening. Yeah. So yeah. like the reach goes beyond our group. You know, we're always talking about how we're going to bring other ladies in, but in our own personal lives, 
and in mine, especially I've, I've learned to say, Hey, wait a minute. Cause the lie is that you don't know enough, right? You just don't know, or my journey's not your journey or, or your yeah. journey. I may not know scripture, like the back of my hand, but I can take lessons that I'm, I got from this group mm-hmm. and I can pass those on to my friends as little nuggets. And let me tell you, it's worked and mm-hmm. I've seen it work. So that's another reason why I'm grateful for this sisterhood. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. And awesome. I, I love the courage to do that. Right. Cause I think sometimes we separate our friends. Oh yeah. Like our church yeah. people. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Our, like I'm going to go drinking with people versus <laughs> yeah. my concert people. Yeah. Um, and there's a little bit of, I don't know, at least for me, it's been a little bit, um, at first it was a little hard to respond the way I really wanted to respond. Cause my mm-hmm. response is like, you just need to pray. Like you need to know him. You need to know that yeah. it's bigger than you and he's got this. And, um, especially with folks who deal with anxiety, right? Like a lot of oh, the response of our, we all deal with anxiety, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but uh, like you, I finally just was like, you know what? I need to just, you know, if I care about you and I love you, then I, I love you enough to tell you the truth. Yeah. And here's the truth that I've found. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and at that point I at least had life experiences mm-hmm. where I could be like, girls, like y'all have known me from my BC days while and out, you know, I'm a hot mess, <laughs> but like, you've also seen the transition mm-hmm. and you've asked me point blank. What's the, like, what's mm-hmm. going on? What's different? Um, and I have to say that over the years, you know, even if they don't, claim the faith, even if they don't claim to believe in him, even if they don't want to read the scripture, man, every single one of them has asked for prayer at some Mm -hmm. point when the, when the going gets Mm -hmm. tough and they've reached the moment where like, I don't know what to do. And that, wow, that fills me up. And Mm -hmm. to think that I almost robbed them of that opportunity by not sharing Mm -hmm. my faith and not being true to to what I'm learning and what Mm -hmm. I know is true. Um, so I, Melissa, I, I love that you brought that up. I think yeah. that's something we have to encourage all of us to do to, mm-hmm. to get a little uncomfortable right, with yeah. the people we say we love and love them enough to, to say the truth and, and give them the testimony. Truth. Yeah. Right? Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go to church today. Yeah. So, um, I, I think that's great too. I think that, um, we always want to, and, and this is my goal and my vision for talking about this is always to bring it back to following Jesus, always bring it back to God, always bring it back to intimacy with God, right? Whether or not we have people that we can share that with, um, maybe the point is to just be Jesus to that person in that moment. And they're not ready. And you know, that's, that's between them and God and and you and, and taking a risk maybe, or an opportunity, picking up on an opportunity in that moment. But, um, that, that is actually, you know, I say this every time it's like, it sounds like so cliche, but Jesus is the answer Yeah. Mm-hmm. period. And I know we don't believe it sometimes. And I know we don't feel it. And I know we don't know it or we don't, think about it, but he is. And, and he does give me peace and he does give me comfort. He does give me joy. He does. And I, I, and the thing about this is that we are guaranteed suffering. There is nowhere in the Bible. There's nowhere that anybody, well, maybe people who are weird Christians might say this, but that, that there's no suffering. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're guaranteed suffering. We're guaranteed pain. And so if you know that living that moving forward, if, if that's the baseline, then, you know, okay, how I can move forward from that. Mm-hmm. If I'm, if I'm going to be fighting it this entire time and not believing and not trusting in God through it all, what's the, that's not going to get you anywhere. You know, yeah. you're going to be fighting, constantly fighting. Then you're going to get in depression and, and many different things anyways. So I think that, that, the that's the point of this sisterhood is yes, exactly what you said, Melissa, Mm -hmm. bringing it back to God and Mm -hmm. Jesus and getting those little nuggets um, in those moments of pain or suffering. Um, And I know that we have all suffered here. Um, I think everybody who's even listening has suffered at some point or has has gone through some sort of something. Um, We're not short of stories there, right? Mm -hmm. So we can always lift each other up in that, knowing that we are all in the same world. We're in this world of suffering and together we can lift one another up. We can pray for one another. We can champion each Mm -hmm. other and not be in competition, which is often what this world speaks into our hearts and our minds is that we're, I'm out to, I'm out to get you. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to be, you know, that type of a sister. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I, I don't, I don't want to be that. And so I'm so encouraged by our group. I really like, I seriously am. That's why we're doing this. And so I'm excited to, to, to see this expand because 
every woman that comes before me, like every single woman, like I, I look at them, I'm like, I know mm-hmm. you can do this. I know you can, you can, and we can do this together and I'll be with you in it. You know, let's just allow one another to be with each other. Yeah. Um, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. I don't know if I'm making sense, but yeah. Yeah. you know, no, definitely. you are. And it, it, you, you nailed it like that. You have to allow us to, Yeah, mm-hmm. right. It's part of that commitment. It's part of the sacrifice, but, mm-hmm. um, it's part of the, why we say taking off your mask. Mm-hmm. So I think we all have a version of ourselves for mm-hmm. every scenario in our life. We have mm-hmm. our work versions, our school versions, our, you know, our family versions. Um, but to just take it all off in front of a sister who understands the experience, understands yeah. the struggle. Um, and you get the benefit in sisterhood of women, who oftentimes have already been through something very similar and have some wisdom and some just knowing they got through it, seeing them thrive, right? Like sometimes I saw like the shiniest women, right? The one that looked like the most beautifully put together. And then you hear their story Mm -hmm. and it's the most jarring, Mm -hmm. heart wrenching. And I'm like, how do you look this good after that? (laughs) (laughs) You know, but it's, and their answer oftentimes is through the help of some really good friends mm-hmm. and through prayer. Absolutely. And through continuing to trust that he has me and here's all the ways he did that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just in awe of, of the one we've, we've been able to, to do mm-hmm. this with. Absolutely. So our, our, our view of sisterhood has changed um, or it's gotten better in mm-hmm. the case in point for Melissa that she's had it. Um, and I haven't, and I feel like I've just, I'm on top of the world mm-hmm. yeah. to be honest with you, um, to be able to, because, you know, you have, you have your spouse and you, there are things that you can share with, with, with him. Um, and there are things you, you don't really want to, you yeah. know, and sometimes you just know they're not going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> it takes more time to explain not. what I mean. <laughs> right. Sometimes. Right. And by yeah. the end of it, I'm like, you know what? I'm exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And I, I find more commonality, obviously, um, Mm -hmm. with my sisters. And so, um, so this idea of, of making friends, right. Mm -hmm. Um, so how do I make friends? How do we make friends? How do you, Melissa, make friends, um, in this world? And I know it's like this weirdest question to answer because it's like, how do you make friends? I don't know. know Isn't it funny? Like at some age, we just decided it became hard. Seriously. I truly was going to say that. Like when I was in kindergarten or first grade, and it's like, Hey, you want your improv? Yeah, I do. Okay. Exactly. And you know what? I'm telling you some of the girlfriends that I mentioned, those is that's how I made friends. Oh, wow. I hung out with them that's after awesome. school. They were in my class and they're still my friends to this day. So it was a lot easier. But to your point, Gabby, when we get, as we get older, it's just, it's really hard. Yeah. And then you throw in the anxiety and the insecurities and all of that. So, uh, for me, how do I make friends? Well, I don't, That mm-hmm. that's the whole thing is like, I had my girlfriends from, you know, my, my, uh, yeah. childhood. Mm-hmm. I had my, my, my girlfriends from college. Uh, and I got to a point where I was just really in my safe space. And I was just, again, I don't, I didn't need anything mm-hmm. else. I'm yeah. good. I'm good. I'm good. But I was lacking. Mm-hmm. I was lacking. I was la- lacking in the sense of, I needed the friendships that I've, you know, found down to help me heal um, to help me move forward spiritually mm-hmm. and all that. So I think for me, how do I make friends is I have to just be vulnerable mm-hmm. and to, you know, just make or take the effort, take the mm-hmm. step to make those connections. And again, just really taking the time to spend time with people and to stop and to listen. And so this group has really provided me that platform to, yeah. you know, to dust off the, you know, what do they call it? Like just to dust off the, the cobwebs, the cobwebs. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to learn to really engage again because move life moves so fast mm-hmm. and you meet a lot of people every day, you, you have these interactions, but really that's, that's what they all are. It's just interaction. So this group has taught me to stop and listen because mm-hmm. God puts people in front of you for a reason. Mm-hmm. And it's something that you need or something that you can give them. So mm-hmm. how do I make friends? Well, step one is being vulnerable and, and slowing down to really ask myself, okay, why is this person in front of me? God, okay, well, let me help, help figure this out. But this group has really helped me take that first step. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I answered the question. Yeah, I, yeah. totally. I mm-hmm. love that you said uh, no person in front of you is an accident. Like, mm-hmm. and that you asked God for that. I have a, a saying I picked a couple years ago, it was like, I would tell people like, you're not an accident. So I got to figure out like anyone that I meet, mm-hmm. I've decided is not on accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as soon as I took that perspective, 
um, it's made it a lot easier to make friends Mm because then I'm fully invested. I'm like, all right, well, today you're the one. (laughs) God chose you to be in front of me. What are we doing today? And then not attach anything to it because it might just be for that hour. It might just be um, I used to live in New York City and it might be the person on the subway sitting next to me. It might have been a person I met at the bar grabbing a drink after work. Um, And they would be really powerful interactions when I Mm -hmm. gave them the time of day. Um, and saw those people that way. Uh, but to to teach yourself to do it in your everyday life and it's to make hard. time for it. It's mm-hmm. difficult. Yeah, yeah that, that's the one, right? I think we, we think we're too busy for it. We're like, there was that hashtag in the song a while back, like hashtag no new friends. Yeah. Like, yeah. No new friends. We don't need nobody else. And it's like, Ugh, but life oh, is happening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think, um, you know, even different personalities and different different women have I've come across like friends have only made me better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if, if, even if it's for the pure fact of, OK, they hurt me or or betrayed mm-hmm. me or in some form or fashion, I have definitely learned in that situation of, OK, I still love her. I still like her. I think that this situation was 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 like terrible, but. I still love her and I still like her and I still champion her and I still want to celebrate her, you know, even if she is from afar or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think um, having that perspective, though, like I want to go back to what you just said, because Mm -hmm. not very many Christian women have that perspective that whoever comes across or in front of me is an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, This world teaches me, teaches us to look at people like cattle. Mm-hmm. If I can be frank and honest, and I have had to ask God in, in my prayer time, in my, in my, in my, my moments in the morning in my moments when I'm soaking, I have asked, had to ask God to help me have that perspective because I think about when I didn't have that perspective and, and I, I knew it was possible and I wanted it. But I, but I couldn't look at the person in front of me as an opportunity. I had to look at the person as cattle. You know, you know what I mean? Like not cattle, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not like that severe. Just but a passing person. Yeah, yeah. just a yeah. passing person. The rotating door of friends um, to look at that person as, oh, God loves them too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. But I had to ask for that perspective. And I think about how many people have gone through and, and walked through this world who think, who don't think that way basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so to even have that perspective is like, you're a light, yeah. light years ahead, Melissa. Well, Seriously. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. But th- this is definitely, um, a work in progress. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's days that for all of us, I know that we have rough days and all that, but, um, that is just something that God put in my heart and yeah. I'm really, really trying to live that way. Mm-hmm. And I don't get it right all the time, yeah. but mm-hmm. it's definitely something that I found even in the short, the last few months, right. Yeah. The short period that it's really been beneficial to me because it's allowed me to slow down mm-hmm. and to really pay attention to what's in front of me and what I'm feeling and mm-hmm. what I can offer somebody. And it's not because I want to, you know, put my thoughts or my opinions on someone. No, it's more like on a different level mm-hmm. where, you know, maybe they just need encouragement or mm-hmm. just a reminder that, you know, if you just look, you know, I know we can have these chaotic days, but if we just take a moment and just be still and just, if nothing else, appreciate what's around us, the, a tree or the yeah. sky sounds yeah. cheesy, but I'm telling you, God is in mm-hmm. all of those things. And it kind of, that's, that's what I'm, I'm talking about. It's just yeah. being able to slow down and make those connections with whoever's in front of I think of that's me. what essentially you're doing. You're going back to basics. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Because this world speaks so much into our hearts and our minds and we're bombarded and we're confused and Mm -hmm. it's chaotic and there's so much going on and we're all busy and it's crazy and we got to go this and we got to go there and we got to, you know, we got to say this, we got to do that. And so I think it's going back to basics of just exactly what you said, being still. Mm-hmm. Maybe we got to go back to when we were little and it wasn't so complicated. Right. Yeah. You know what uh, I mean? Absolutely. I hear you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I think you called it out, Jen, like some of the the things that stop us is the hurts. Mm-hmm. The yeah. the last time I let someone in, the person that betrayed me. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of reach the stage where you're like, it's not worth it. I think I've heard that a lot of times. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's just too much work. <laughs> it is. Several times. Yeah. It's yeah. hard work. It's too much work. It's totally hard work mm-hmm. um, to, to, to have the conversation to be relational, to mm. connect, to go up to somebody that you don't know. Yeah. Walk up to them and say, hi, my name is Jen Jennings. How, who are you? 
Tell yeah. me your story. It's like, what do you say? I guess you say that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. dumb person. I don't know. I'm dumb in those moments. Yeah. And I speak random things. And so I don't know. It's just, it's crazy, but it's hard. But And, and that's the yeah. thing for me is like, I'm more of an introvert. So mm -hmm. it was kind of hard for me yeah. to make friends. Like, I'm not the type of person to go up to someone and speak to them first. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, like, I had to be very intentional about making friends. I, I got to this point in my life where I was like, I haven't made any new friends. Like what's going on here? Mm -hmm. And I had to stop and reflect and realize I wasn't putting myself in the right situations to make long-term friends. Mm -hmm. um, so I had to intentionally go and seek that out and put myself out there and join small groups, start volunteering. Um, and I had to be very intentional about the types of friendships that I wanted and needed. Mm -hmm. Just like you were talking about earlier, Melissa, um, I needed to be around other Christian women that were going to help me get stronger and, and grow in my relationship with God. So I had to intentionally seek that out, um, which was difficult, you know, being an introvert, but just putting yourself in those situations yeah. and saying yes, when you have opportunities to mm -hmm. join someone for lunch or go to coffee um, with someone. Um, but it's, it think, takes intentionality. I think that's what I've enjoyed about you, Alyssa, is that you have, you have been a, like saying yes, but not in an unhealthy way, yeah. Yeah. in a very healthy way. And so I'm enjoying watching you kind of be this, even though you probably wouldn't think this, you're like this social <laughs> butterfly <laughs> fluttering around, <laughs> spreading your wings. Um, so I've just enjoyed uh, seeing you flourish in that way. Um, but I'm also learning from you, too. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm, you're an example. And so when I see my sister doing what she's doing and I'm looking at her, I'm like, you go girl. Yeah. And then I want to do the same. Right. Like, I'm like, okay, let me try it out, but do it in my way, you know, yeah. like do it in my way. But I have the example of looking at you and being like, okay, she can do it. She's introverted. I'm introverted. <laughs> I see that in her mm -hmm. and it's in me. Then I can do it too. It's not yeah. an obstacle anymore. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. like, okay. So, you know, there's always bad things um, that happen whenever you're peer pressured mm -hmm. and then there's good things. So we're talking about the good things. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about the bad things like, you know, I don't know. What's a bad thing, Gabby? Oh, what's no, a bad no, peer no. pressure thing? Peer pressure to Gabby. Pressure to Gabby. <laughs> Nice. The tornado in her life. Give me an example. <laughs> I've got one for you. A bad thing would be like we yeah. spoke about earlier over lunch. I was encouraging Jen to imagine what it would look like if we stole this giant Christmas tree. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> that I really wanted for our campus. Yeah. <laughs> we did not, folks. We did yeah, not we didn't. Uh, get caught on the But we went the into Christmas the narrative tree. like very deep, like I where mean, we got arrested. I, I, I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed this imaginary adventure yeah. that we took. <laughs> like half the tree was hanging off of my car because it was on the roof, you know, like, you know, Griswold. And so. And, and these are the things I think about. But yeah. due to sisterhood, I don't do them. Yep. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. Just kidding. But I, <laughs> I think, um, man, I love one for one for those like you guys can't see Alyssa and don't know her, but mm -hmm. she's actually one of the youngest members of our group, mm -hmm. as she mentioned earlier. So the fact that she's already figured out the secret sauce yeah. of doing this mm -hmm. at her age, mm -hmm. man, I, the things that you're going to get to avoid because you get mm -hmm. to hear about all of our mistakes mm -hmm. <laughs> and hopefully you don't repeat them. But mm -hmm. I love that you called out the secret sauce. It's, in, it's intentionality, mm -hmm. like intentionally deciding to go to specific places to go meet people that might have some depth, that might yeah. share your faith, that might be interested in the same things as you. So when you asked the question earlier, like, how do I make friends mm -hmm. um, as a military wife and as someone who's grown up just moving from place to place constantly, I had to kind of figure that out. And the first thing I would do in a new city is find the things that I loved. Mm -hmm. I was at the time a female entrepreneur. So I would look for all the female entrepreneurship groups on Facebook mm -hmm. and figure out where are the women that are hustling mm -hmm. like me. Mm -hmm. I need to meet them and figure out what I need to know about this city. Um, the other thing I did is I would find a church. And that's where I found you guys. I found City Church mm -hmm. through a friend of mm -hmm. a friend that was in the military that was like, hey, I'm serving here. Got here. Loved the vibe. And got myself plugged in, intentionally introduced myself to leadership and was like, hi, I'm Gabby. I'm new here. Here's my skill sets. Here's what I really like doing. Call me like I have nothing to do. <laughs> it was my first year as a military wife, my first year in San Antonio, my first year in Texas. Mm -hmm. And I had just left a completely massive community of sisterhood and comfort and family and all the things that you would need. Uh, I uprooted myself with my husband and now I needed to rebuild it here. Um, and 
gosh, I'm glad I did that. Yeah. Like that, that small decision to take the risk to introduce myself, mm-hmm. uh, resulted in sisterhood resulted in experiences that I've been able to have across this city. I have a network now and I work here now, like mm-hmm. ah, short story. Here I we- work here now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so all that, like just to encourage you guys listening, like Please do not let anxiety, mm. um, mm-hmm. the lie of no one wants to meet me, mm-hmm. yeah. no one cares about me. Don't don't let that be your storyline. Mm-hmm. Just take the risk. And if it doesn't work the first time and you don't meet your best friend the first time, that's OK. But I think of places like you like to work out, go to the gym, yeah. join a group class, mm-hmm. get involved with those women. You like art, go take an art class. They're they're everywhere. Uh, you know, you're, you're thinking about starting a business, check out the Facebook groups on entrepreneurship, follow them mm-hmm. on Instagram, just find a pocket of women. You know, if you want to get into faith, go church shopping. If you don't have a church family yet, I visit at least five to six of them mm-hmm. before I make a choice, mm-hmm. before I ever sign my name and let you know I'm here. I'm coming to visit to see, does anyone like me look, look like me here? Mm-hmm. Are they doing things I care about? Are they serving in the community? Um, and I think the other thing, Melissa, like, the number one way to make friends is to serve in places you care about. Oh, yeah. Mm. Find something Perfect. you care about. Yep. There's nothing better mm. than, you know, I care about children. I care about animals. And then going and getting involved, man, does that fill you up? Yeah. Like, it's worth making the time for that. And then you're surrounded by people that also care about something you truly care about. It's no better fit. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, oftentimes it turns into career moves, right? Because if yeah. you're operating in a place that you love and living your purpose, people notice, mm-hmm. yeah. especially people who are running those companies and running those organizations. <laughs> you know, they've been waiting for you to step out and be courageous um, and share your gifts. So I just want to encourage y'all to to do that, to, to start today. Start looking it up. You've yeah. got Google. It's in your phone. Yeah. Open it up. Be honest about what you enjoy, not what you think you should look like, not mm-hmm. where you think you should go, not where what would be best for your career, but choose something that you actually enjoy. You know, like Jen loves these little gem paintings. I think she's insane for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's called but diamond paintings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. Get it right. <laughs> Please Google it and half of you yeah. will roll your eyes with me. Probably. But my Lord, she yeah. takes the time to build these. And they're stunning, right? Like at yeah. the end yeah. of it, all of this work, I mean, weeks, can I say months yeah. of working on yeah, it? Yeah, probably. And they, they, they're they masterpieces at the end of them. Mm. They're absolutely stunning. But there are people that would love to do that with you in silence. Introvert. <laughs> 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 Introverts unite at home alone. <laughs> diamond painting. Diamond right. painting, sorry. Not me. I want the mm-hmm. finished product. Yeah. I'll tell you it's beautiful, but mm-hmm. like I'm not painting with mm-hmm. you. I'll do all the other things with you, Jen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but it's little things like that where like just be honest about what you like. Like don't yeah. don't put on the mask anymore. Don't don't be mm-hmm. who you think you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. If you like bacon, you like diamond painting, you like <laughs> whatever it is, Hungry. right? Yeah. You know, there's yeah. a lot of women, mm-hmm. I think it's sucked into the this is what everyone my age is doing. Mm-hmm. This is what my mm-hmm. group of friends are doing from high school. Yeah. Girl, let them do that. You do, it, you. Like, you do you. You do you. Go mm-hmm. figure it out. Go figure it out. Yeah. Find someone else. I think that's great. And and I want to kind of like make a point um, while you were talking. All the things that you were mentioning are in person mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Yeah. And I think yeah. that we need to highlight that because in this season, in this, in the past couple of years that we've had, um, we have lacked that. We have lacked um, the in-person um, connection relationship. Um, and I know I'm going to talk about physical touch, hugging a sister, hugging a friend, hmm. um, you know, that kind of um, intimacy. And in, y'all are going to get weird when I say the word intimacy, right? Like it's not going to be all sensual, sexual, anything like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, now that you said it. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thanks for the clarification. But, <laughs> but that's important. And God created us that way. Yeah. To be in community with one another, to be in fellowship with one another in person. And so that's important to know. Yeah. That we're not, we're, I'm not, some, we're not talking about digital. We're not talking about whatever happens else on the internet. I don't even know. Um, <laughs> she's Melissa's laughing at me. <laughs> but you know what I mean, right? Yeah. yeah. We're following Jesus' example. Yeah. And he spent his entire ministry in community. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He had a community that he was breaking bread with every day. And, and when we follow that, right, when we mm-hmm. actually take the time, when we gathered our women together to have dinner together, mm-hmm. 
I think that's what solidified it. Yeah, yeah. I think so. There was something powerful that it's happened over it. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Yeah. It's a synergy and Sharing there's power you. in that. And mm-hmm. it's, there's something very comforting and it helps with the vulnerability, right? Just yeah. kind mm-hmm. of stripping that down. Absolutely. You know, taking off the mask, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like we say, mm-hmm. putting on the crown, but it allows for that when you're in person. It's mm-hmm. just the synergy is super important. Yeah. It and really I, is. I love that we're on mm-hmm. either spectrum, right? We're either like yeah. cackling crazy laughter, <laughs> like just the party table. Yeah. Or we're like ugly crying with each other. Yeah. yeah. Totally. But like both are necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Both are necessary. Yeah, exactly. I love, I love it when I can laugh and cry with everyone. It's <laughs> a great you know day I mean? when you feel all yeah, the emotions. You can do both. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Why not? Anyways. Um, So I am loving this conversation. Uh, So something that we kind of say around here in this, in this sisterhood is I'll say like, what's the last 10%? What's the last 2%? Um, Alyssa, is there anything that you want to kind of add of, you know, what God's doing in you right here, right now um, within this sisterhood? Hmm. Um, I think one thing I wanted to add to what you were talking about, Gabby, is like the lies that we believe that Hmm. keep us from community. Mm -hmm. I think one lie that I definitely believed, and I think I've realized a lot of women believe it, um, is that like nobody, we're not going to be able to relate to anyone that nobody's Mm going to understand my story. Like they're not going to understand what I've been through. We can't relate. We don't have anything in common. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that keeps us from meeting new people and making new friends and putting ourselves out there. But I think something I've learned and I've, I've seen in our group, our sisterhood is that we have so much more in common than like we initially realized, you know, it's like, we're all facing the same struggles. And obviously we're not all exactly alike. We have our differences. You know, some of us are married. Some of us have kids. Mm -hmm. Some of us don't, some of us aren't married. Um, but it's like, we all still kind of face the same things at Mm -hmm. the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of what just connects us so much. When you realize that, when you realize that you're not alone, like Mm -hmm. there's so much power in that. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just creates such strong connections and such strong bonds. Um, it's, but it's hard. Like you got to put yourself out there, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but that's definitely something I've learned from this sisterhood Mm -hmm. and I've realized. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Mm -hmm. God's showing us a lot of things, Mm -hmm. um, by uniting us together. And so, um, Melissa, did you have anything that you wanted to add or what Alyssa said? I'm just kidding. Okay. (laughs) Ditto. Ditto. Ditto guys. Yes. No, actually that was brilliant. And that was beautiful. It's so true. And Mm -hmm. all of it is so uh, applicable and, uh, I'm living it too. I see Mm -hmm. it, but I think, um, this sisterhood, again, it's unique just because, uh, God is at the center of it. Mm-hmm. And I think through our discussions, uh, whether they've lasted an hour to the T or two hours sometimes, mm-hmm. um, even when I didn't feel like showing up and God said, mm-hmm. just show oh, up, yeah. just show up the day I may have had a long day at work. I just literally walked in the door, had my heels on and I sat down, opened up the laptop and I was on cause I was exhausted. My mm-hmm. goodness. Those were the times where I really, really mm-hmm. got something out of it. So or cool. I, or the next day I was, I was, you know, like having a really chaotic day and I, br- I went back to whatever we were talking about and it calmed me down and it, it, it's just giving me all these tools. So my last 10% to whomever's listening out there is God is speaking to you. Whether you acknowledge it or not, he is, he's giving you signs. He's showing up in your dreams, in a passage you may read or a sticker you may see uh, on the road or a billboard. He's talking to you and he's wanting you to take those next steps. I would just say is just have a little faith, just a little bit of faith and take, have the courage to take that step and find a community such as ours keep mm-hmm. listening to the podcast <laughs> <laughs> nice. or, or like ours yeah. to where you can really just be a little bit vulnerable, feel safe mm-hmm. and continue to learn about God. And you'll see, you'll see your life change and mm-hmm. you'll feel, you will feel better. And I can personally attest to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been a rough few years or a couple of years. And I have, I have this piece about me that usually I'm just really anxious and stuff, but I found this piece and I really can say that it's God is at the center of it, but you ladies have really helped me find my way. So mm-hmm. I'm grateful. Awesome. That's mm-hmm. really sweet. I do. I do remember you at the very beginning. Was I crazy? No, you weren't crazy at all. <laughs> you were not crazy at all. You were, you were just in a corner. Yeah. Hiding a little bit. Yeah. I mm-hmm. would say. And then again, like Alyssa, a social butterfly <laughs> comes Melissa <laughs> yeah I mean she's been vital oh yeah and, and that's what Absolutely. I find so beautiful about both of you right like we're talking about sisterhood and we're mm-hmm. really focused on what it's going to do for you but the the real 
key here is it's actually not about you at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Like once we got over that moment of can I, should I, would anyone care? Do I even fit in? And you figured out that you did fit in. I think the moment we realized we fit our value is actually because you've spoken to someone else's situation. Mm -hmm. You were able to encourage another person. And I think that's the moment where you realize, oh, that's why I'm here. Mm -hmm. That's why sisterhood's important. And y'all have been a shining example of like continuing to show up and do that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes say the hard thing or be aware. Like Melissa, I'm always aware of um, your moments of encouragement. She's Mm -hmm. always really good at making sure that whoever shared gets encouraged in the chat. So Mm -hmm. for those of you listening, our, our current sisterhood is meeting on Zoom and we meet once a week, every Tuesday night. And in the chat, you know, anytime someone shares something really vulnerable, uh, Melissa, make sure to give them a word of encouragement in there mm-hmm. and just say, like, thank you for doing that, mm-hmm. because it, it does. It changes the environment. It helps knit us more closely together. And it, it gives someone else the courage to then do the same, to then mm-hmm. speak their truth. Uh, but man, like like everything. Right. The minute you decide to take up your cross and follow Jesus, mm-hmm. it's the minute you decided <clears throat> to give up your life. It's no longer about you. And now all the progress that you're making every bit of healing that you're doing, Mm -hmm. um, is no longer just for you. Mm -hmm. It is for you, but man, the multitudes after you that are going to be impacted by your word of encouragement, Melissa, that are going to be impacted by your, your worship song, Alyssa. Mm -hmm. So Alyssa actually serves on our worship team now Mm -hmm. and is now helping out with the next generation, Mm -hmm. uh, with our city youth group. And just seeing that transpire, it's like, Yes, that's the point. Mm-hmm. That is the point. You yeah. now get to lead by example. You are now multiplying uh, the opportunity for Jesus to speak into people's lives, whether it's within your families, your circle groups, but or even the platforms that you guys have been given access to through your serving. Mm-hmm. Like through serving, you were meeting hundreds and hundreds of people yeah. every month. And, you know, we, we get to fill each other up on these Tuesdays and then go out and do the work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, But man, it's so beautiful to see that. And then, you know, once you really figure it out and you realize like none of this is actually about me, uh, it just makes it that much more sweet. Yeah. And I think the the first step to, you know, there's a progression of from the very beginning when you're just, you know, in a group, um, the transparency, the vulnerability, um, I think is key. That's like first step, I think there's probably another step before that, but I'm just going to say that right now. Like that's the first step is really just being transparent and mm-hmm. vulnerable and honest with, you know what? I'm, I'm not doing good right now. Yeah. yeah. Being able to yeah, say be honest that, about that alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, to be honest, I can see it on your face. <laughs> like I can tell, yeah. I can tell you're not good right now. And, and for you to, to act like, or say mm-hmm. to me, Oh, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm and, and when you're clearly not, I mean, that, that tells me, okay, you know, I'm going to pray for you. We're not there yet. Yeah. Yeah. We're not Mm -hmm. there yet. We're not going to, we're not able to be transparent and and vulnerable, um, in that moment. You know what? That's okay. Right. That's good. You you are still welcome. You are still welcome to come and just absorb whatever you can and Mm -hmm. engage as much as you can. Um, we still love you. We still accept you. I still love you. It, 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 there's no, it doesn't matter. Just show Um, up. Just show up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So that's step one. There you go. There you go. Step Step zero. (laughs) (laughs) Step zero. Show up, guys. Yeah. Yeah. And that's our that's our number one rule. That's our first rule we live and die by. And so, yeah, in our group. And so, man, I've really I've gotten so much from this. And, you know, you know, to be honest, what I've gotten from this whole conversation is just an affirmation and a confirmation Mm -hmm. of what we're building here. And so I appreciate Alyssa. Thank you so much for, you know, showing up. (laughs) (laughs) And Melissa, thank you so much for showing up. I really appreciate y'all. Nothing but the best and blessings for each of your ministries, um, because that's what we're doing here. Absolutely. We're we're shepherding, we're pastoring, and we're ministering. And and, um, just because you don't have the title doesn't mean you're not doing it. And you Mm -hmm. are. And so I'm seeing that um, in each of your lives. and And I, from the bottom of my heart... Thanks for being in the group. Mm-hmm. You guys are awesome. I love you both. Um, Gabby too. Oh my gosh. No, but thank you guys for leading. <laughs> yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's been, uh, it proves to Jen and I mm-hmm. that what we're dreaming of mm-hmm. this three years, this five year sisterhood that's impacting the thousands, it's only possible if we can multiply leadership. Mm-hmm. If we can take the two of us and go, we need another two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you guys are just a uh, proof of concept for us. So mm-hmm. we like praise Jesus, yes. you know, every week when we're like, yes. Mm-hmm. 
and then this is the know, fruit of this our this is the fruit yeah, of yeah, our labor, are the yeah. living fruit mm-hmm. of of what we want and that's why I think it's so cool that we get the insight mm-hmm. and the access to two, to the two of you the way that we do because um, we don't get that with everyone mm-hmm. but we know just by through your example that okay what we're doing here in a Tuesday night the commitment that we're making beyond Tuesday to check in on each other to be part of each other's lives to show up for birthdays to make the time for brunches mm-hmm. um, it's it's radiating out, mm-hmm. right? Because now I'm watching the two of you go and share this, right. yes. this thing, this mm-hmm. joy, this uh, vulnerability, this encouragement with wherever you're serving, wherever you're going. Um, and like you said, Melissa, it's 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 radiating out to your friend groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and Alyssa, it's it's bringing you into whole new communities. Mm-hmm. Um, so for us, it's it's the it got beyond them. Yeah, that's what gives yeah. me the okay. Mm-hmm. Then the thousands and thousands of women that are sitting at home right now, stuck, Mm -hmm. just uh, under the heavy weight of all of the lies that we've accepted and absorbed through the years. Um, But more so, I I think of like our younger women, um, the moms that happened through 2020, the kind of isolation that we are dealing with, the the constant bombardment of like comparison Mm -hmm. on Instagram and on social media, just like all Mm -hmm. the stuff. you know, that's why sisterhood is important. It's it's different to to live this life as a woman mm-hmm. is a different experience. And then to be as a woman trying to follow Christ yeah. with all of what the world thinks that means being bombarded on us during this time period. Like it's not easy. Um, and I think the number one tool of the enemy is he isolates us. Mm-hmm. He makes us believe that we're the only one. And then he's been doing it from the beginning of time the the did they really say that <laughs> yeah. does he really care right is is does god really care about you and just that little lie can just halt you it halts you right where you are um and the minute that you like take a move past that man everything opens up mm-hmm. so for anyone listening out there you just want to encourage you again to take a small risk take a small risk and invite that woman out to coffee that's all it takes I have formed some of my best friendships by taking a risk, being a creeper on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, I have. I can't tell you half the time. Half the women I've met here have just been like, hey, I know that you like to eat food at this place. I love that place. Can we meet up once? Or, hey, I know I saw you went to this concert like next time I'd love to join you. Or can I just buy you a cup of coffee? Um, And like I want like specifically for military wives, like, Mm -hmm. um, experiencing that really opened my eyes to isolation and how quickly that can happen, especially when you're just like, sometimes those transitions and those moves happen really fast. Um, and before you know it, you're just in a whole new place with no support. And I noticed that with military families, um, and we're in a military city now in San Antonio, Texas. Um, so there's a lot of support here for it, but in other places, when I moved to Florida, it really was a different world. Uh, and instantly I was isolated and began to like really struggle with depression because your husband's always gone. He's in training. He's got, and he's got his own community, right? He's actually going yep. through an entire different experience than, than me at home. Um, but one of the things I noticed was, uh, the inclination to just stay military. So a lot of the women I met just knew base just knew other military moms, mm-hmm. other military wives. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it was because it was just easier. Yeah. It was low effort. Um, and I don't mean that disrespectfully, but it was like, Hey, I'm on, the, I'm mm-hmm. here. I live here. It's just easier to get connected here. Um, but what I, what I found was, was it uh, sometimes it really, it backfired a bit because then you're just in this tiny little bubble. Mm-hmm. And if you just stay on base, you don't really get to explore your city. You don't really see what the city can offer you yeah. fully. You don't really get an outside perspective of a life without military. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's one thing that kind of helped me a little bit more. Um, yes, I totally get the like military people get the military life and it's just a lot easier to not have to explain it sometimes. Um, but the benefit of getting off the base and meeting women that, uh, specifically are in the same faith. Hmm. Uh, it's just a different perspective. It frees you up a little bit. You're not talking about the same thing. You're not mm-hmm. both counting down to a deployment. Hmm. Um, it gives you just a little bit more breathing room to try new things and to get to know your city and to have a, a wider connection ju- than just constant yeah. 
surviving your role <laughs> as a military yeah. life and preparing for all the things that come along with that. Absolutely. Um, so I just felt the need to kind of share that specific community out there. But regardless of who you are, where you are, where you live, uh, if you're a lady and you feel alone uh, and you hear this, this is what Melissa is talking about. This is your urging to take a small risk and go pursue sisterhood. So what is the lie we are believing? Last week, we talked about when we understand the lies that we believe, we have the opportunity to replace that lie with truth. Here is the lie. I am too busy to make time for sisterhood or I don't need it. I think Jesus perfectly answers this. In Luke 10, Jesus stayed in a village and a woman named Martha invited him to her house along with others, including Martha's sister, Mary. Most of the night, Mary sat at Jesus's feet and listened to him teach, but Martha was distracted with serving and cleaning. So Martha complains to Jesus that her sister Mary isn't helping her with everything. And she asked Jesus to tell Mary to help her. But check this out. Jesus responds to Martha and says, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but only one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. Put a dagger in my heart right now, y'all. Because if I'm honest, I resemble Martha more than Mary. I rush around doing what needs to be done, right? While missing the glimpses of Jesus all around me. As difficult as it is, and as contrary to our culture as it is, we must intentionally make the effort to slow down and model Mary because as Jesus himself said, Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. So what's the truth? What does this mean for us? And the truth is this, there are consequences to our busyness. Well, again, I want to thank you ladies so much for joining us. We have just heard so many things that are amazing um, with joining a sisterhood. And so Gabby said last week, uh, said this last week, and I feel it kind of needs repeating. If you are a woman seeking to follow Jesus solo, it's going to be difficult. You need your sisters. So I would encourage you to take a risk, meet someone for coffee, join a group, go and serve somewhere. Get outside of yourself and share your joys and struggles with someone. Do it this week. Make time. Be intentional and show up. Well, that's it for us until next week, where we are going to chat with a special guest who originally inspired us to pull the trigger on this sisterhood. Uh, Gabby's wonderful, wonderful yeah, friend. Yeah, um, Maxine Higgins. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to interview her. Oh I think God. she's going to give us some incredible practical how-to steps on how to actually create sisterhood wherever you are. Very cool. Very cool. I'm looking forward to that. So don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple and Spotify and check out our resources attached. See you later.